I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sweet, the ladies guide to bro culture. Uh, this is Gina Bloom, and this is the show where I, a transgender stand up comic now living in Los Angeles, California, uh, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies to talk about bro culture that they've never experienced. And uh, I always bring on a designated apologist, someone who counts themselves a a as a fan of whatever we're talking about today. And then we go from there. And today, today we have a very special episode. Uh, it is about a very bro -y subject and it is about the world of podcasting, so we're going to be talking about podcasting on a podcast. This show is about to crawl up its own ass and die. Here we go. We are talking about the Joe Rogan experience. That is, uh, according to Apple Podcasts, the most popular comedy podcast on the internet. Um, it is hosted by Joe Rogan, who, prior to becoming a legend in podcasting, was most famous for being a stand-up comic and the host of uh, NBC's Fear Factor where he made people eat live cockroaches. Mm. I think it's, I think personally that's a wonderful journey. I think going from a guy who hosted a game show about eating cockroaches to becoming the most popular podcaster in the world is a journey worth celebrating, but um, but Joe's pretty controversial. He, he says some things um, that a lot of folks don't like, and we're going to talk all about that. So uh, my first guest is an actress and sketch comic. You may have seen her on TV's Orange is the New Black, where she played the young red. Woo. Say hello to Zenia LeBlanc. Hello, hello. Hello, Zenia. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. And our designated apologist for today, she is a stand-up comic writer. She, you have seen her everywhere. She uh, was just at the comedy store last night. <laughs> Say hello to Sarah Afkami. <laughs> Watch Dice and reruns on Showtime, please. Also that, yes. <laughs> For the residuals, thank you. For the residuals, yes. Watch that one episode of Viceland I was on. For the residuals, please. 
Do that tonight as soon as I get home. <laughs> yes, and we'll and then we'll all go watch just your episodes of Orange is the New <laughs> yes, Black. Please. We'll all make each other about eleven cents tonight. <laughs> Let's make some money. Let's make some money. All right, so we're talking about Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience, and we're talking about an episode uh, that I picked out simply because it was the shortest one I could find. <laughs> Uh, at about an hour and 37 minutes, about half as long as many of Joe's episodes. I saw them, they were going like three and four hours. Gosh. Xenia, you have never heard Joe Rogan prior to today. I have not. Give us your very <laughs> first impressions on what you've heard from Joe Rogan. Um, there was a lot to take in. Um, I enjoyed their conversation up until... The very end. <laughs> Up until the very end. What um, happened at the very end? Tell us what happened at the very end. Um, well, they're, they were discussing, obviously, Hunter S. Thompson life, and they're talking about all his experiences as a journalist, as a crazy journalist yeah. who's so, gone through all so these experiences. For a little extra context, uh, Joe spoke to an author. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. but. Tim. Tim Pelevi or something De like Davini. Davini. Uh, yeah, we could just go uh, ahead Timothy Denevi. Timothy Denevi. Yeah. Yes, Timothy Denevi, who uh, recently published a book about uh, the time period in um, Hunter S. Thompson's life when he was most politically active. Yeah, uh, Nixon during Nixon. Yes, during the Nixon reelection campaign in '72, and mm -hmm. shortly before and thereafter, and. Um, relates a story that takes place uh, in the 60s about the Hells Angels. And yeah. uh, Zenia, go ahead from there. Yeah, so he was, it was It was an interesting, so first of all, I'm from Russia, and for me, listening to all these podcasts, especially about the American culture during the 70s, is a very different experience, because I, I see through the lens and the prism of my culture a little bit. So... Um, yeah, they basically, it, I mean, Timothy was talking about how he wrote about Hunter going through all these experiences as a journalist and going through his perception of these big, iconic male figures at the time, mostly political figures like Nixon or his encounters as, uh, you know, as he went along writing for his, um, his, his articles and his research and it was interesting to hear because, you know, where I come from, most of the journalists at the time, especially even today in Russia, are very, you know, it's a male dominant. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. Know. So it was interesting to see how Rogan was a little bit like unaware of moments where as soon as it touched upon female uh, character or a fe female figure in the story or, you know, uh, Timothy would notice that uh, Hunter would write about a female being just pretty or beautiful or yeah. like long-legged you know what, what did he say the 33 it, right in reference to the work of norman mailer that was about yeah through the podcast yeah that uh, joe rogan was kind of like so what was wrong about that Didn't what's wrong about talking about you know yeah. women appearances and, and what it was about just, that what about that anecdote at the end of the podcast because that was something yeah. a little different tell us about that yeah it was um they're talking about um it what, were, what was the i'm forgetting the now rape. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't know, I didn't know if you casually. were trying to talk around it. or. If you no, 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 I'm sorry. I completely blanked for a second because I had some notes here, and I was yeah, like, like, oh, my God. I did proper to make that you encounter, uncomfortable. That, that slightly yeah. intimate. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I'm not, I'm not censoring anything. Um, he, They were talking about... They were basically talking about how Hunter S. Thompson noticed this rape happening during the... With the, the Hells Angels. 
Yeah, yes. so one of the Hells Angels members, they all got acid from the, was it, uh, it was one of the... The beats. The, yeah, so the, basically there was a rape happening and H.R. Uh, Thompson was mm. noticing it and then he described this whole experience later on as an observer. And um, he got criticized by one of the other, if I'm not mistaken, journalists. Uh, uh, yeah, like a journalist friend of... of like a f- yeah. actually academic feminist. Like, yeah, Because, you know, sure. the guy's a professor at GW, so he... Yeah, so he knows, yeah. a, so he knows a lot of, like, academics. With, with, women's with all, studies, woke people. Right, exactly. With all kinds of political inclinations. Uh, and she basically, she said, which I kind of tend to agree with uh she says that he basically overrode the experience of this horrific event uh, in a very romanticized kind of way and um to which joe rogan was like so what's wrong about that and you know since he's a journalist hunter s thompson which i kind of thought about as well i was i was kind of i had my thoughts about mm-hmm. it too um if he just noticed this experience as a bystander and he's a journalist his job is to report so what's wrong with romanticizing this moment and showing it in, in its all its grit? Well, I to- also think that I, th- I think that the call out it wasn't explicitly said. I think the guy was trying to protect himself a little bit. I think I think what was really being said was that this was a rape, and he was concentrating on Hunter Thompson's reaction to the rape and not the rape. Uh, it's kind of like the the yes, not to like degrade the situation, but if you remember the controversy about the. The Game of Thrones episode where uh, yeah. Sansa was raped by by Ramsay Bolton and it, and it cut to like Theon's reaction. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, how horrible for this man to watch a rape. Uh, I think that <laughs> I think that's what the call out was. How could you make a fellow man uncomfortable? Exactly. Do it behind closed doors. How could you make a man watch a rape? Poor that me. poor poor man. Poor man had to watch a rape. Probably killed yeah. his buzz. Exactly. He yeah. got really high on ass. Can you imagine? Being a straight man on acid and having to watch a rape. That is that is a bad fucking trip right there. Yeah. <laughs> poor poor he. Poor poor poor, <laughs> poor Hunter S. Thompson for having to having to suffer through that. Yeah. I think that's what they were getting at. I, I think that uh you know, Dr. Denevi was probably protecting himself a little bit and I think that, that may have contributed to, to Joe's cluelessness in that instance. Um, because he was going on about the overriding and not about like the lack of appropriateness of focus. That's what I got. Sarah, what do you think? I, I think that there is this right now, you know, we have these polar opposite kind of um, values going on. And I think it really boils down to people feeling like they want freedom to speak. And then people that are like, let's be awake. So sure. I think that um, oftentimes Joe kind of comes in from that place of like, well, what's why can't you? Why not? Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and I, I get that. I mean, actually, the thing that bothered me most about that anecdote was that Hunter S. Thompson was on a deadline. So he didn't want to do <laughs> acid, but he drank booze. I'm like, I feel like acid would help the writing more than booze. True. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> booze is a depressant. Exactly. It slows you down. Exactly. Acid just opens your mind. Maybe exactly. You see, the more you know. Ding. But to, to go off of what you just yeah. said, it's so interesting because I was thinking about it while I was listening to that just about the entire time, right? Like it was so hard to find the truth back then because of drugs. Because basically yeah. it was so augmented by what they were taking. And today it's social media. So it's, the, it's, it's kind of like the same as having drugs in the 70s today we have social media and it's so hard to to actually look at the situation from a perspective of 
objectivity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't know what the truth is. There's right. just so There's many narratives. Too much information. I guess not to be too on the nose about it, but I guess social media is our our acid of yeah, 2019. Totally. That's kind of sad. It is. <laughs> it is. Like we've, really, we've really devolved as an interesting culture. If if Instagram stories are our acid. Oh gosh. You, I like you it. Really fucking. Suck. I mean, apparently people are, people are really into microdosing these days. What? Like oh they, yeah. They'll do like tiny psilocybin bits of, and things like that. Yeah. The tiny bits, and then they'll go about their day. Like it's a tiny thing. bits of what. Uh, like a, any psychedelic, either acid or shrooms, really? they'll do it up. Yeah, especially yeah. in uh, Silicon Valley, it's like such a thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they listen to their audiobooks on like two, like speed two. <laughs> oh I actually God. do that. I, I do that. I, do that I edit this podcast on one point five speed because I hate the sound of my own voice. So. I like it. <laughs> I hear like it. Well, no, I will say I just think it's like uh, there is an outrage machine that I think that uh, a lot of comedians kind of viscerally resent. And I think that's what sometimes he'll act out. Before he's thinking, Joe will sometimes immediately take the side of, like, the defensive comedian. That's like, why not? Why can't we say that? Why can't we do this? Why can't we, yeah. you know? And it's like some people perceive woke people as weak, yeah. which I, I don't agree with. I, I feel like I see both sides because I'm, like, a million minorities, but I also grew up in Texas. So I think it's all a balancing act, right? Yeah, Sarah, you're, you've... Tell us about your experiences as, as a Rogan fan. How long have you been listening to the podcast? Oh, man, for years and years. Um, you know, he got me excited about ayahuasca and DMT um, and, like, opened my eyes to it. Yeah. And then, actually, I, I befriended uh, the main scientist that he had interviewed. Wow. Dr. Strassman. Dr. Rick Strassman, who wrote The Spirit Molecule about DMT. He basically got permission from the government to shoot people up with dimethyltryptamine, which is, like, wow. a very strong psychedelic um and we dated a little uh I just, that's wonderful i love smart that's people. wonderful yeah yeah but i i think that joe i love that about joe rogan you know i know that on, on the surface he seems so like basic he can come yeah. across a little basic but i appreciate as an austinite and as someone who thinks psychedelics are good for society i really appreciate that at least joe i feel like he's relatable enough he's got the mma stuff so i love that he at least breaks open the heads of like otherwise meathead kind of pituitary gland as bill hicks would say like yeah, muscle I, guys mm -hmm. it was interesting because i i i hadn't heard joe rogan before but you know as, as a queer comic i hear a lot of outrage and his name pops up a lot <laughs> um being from new york originally i hear a lot of complaints about legion of skanks and a lot of these these guys that kind of operate in this sort of like quasi kind of right-wing capacity but more libertarian capacity and um and you know i'm a transgender woman from the south i grew up uh living as a male uh in like the least woke part of the united states mm -hmm. so i've heard all this stuff before and it's and my skin is pretty thick it's hard for me to get outraged mm -hmm. by someone um saying something shitty when like i've had an actual like beer bottle Same. thrown at my head and things like that oh, like yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me to get angry at words when I've had fists. Um, so, you know, it's. I do agree that there that there is something of a manufactured outrage, but I also agree that mm -hmm. um, that you know words mean things. Yeah. And like you know, if we have opinions that are shitty and people are listening to them, it's hard to get like the good message out there. Yeah. Definitely, I feel like it's 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 become very again same as like growing up in Russia. It's a very common 
it was it's it's a very common way of disc of of living of putting women a little bit to the place of um, it's something like I haven't even discovered until I came here because here I could be myself and I still have that bit of a like reserve in me I feel like because it's a cultural thing where in Russia you don't speak up your mind about things you know about transgenders yeah. about it's a very very mm, It's a culture that's full of rage towards it and misunderstanding towards it. So for me, it's always been being here. It took me a while to get used to talking about it openly because I've always had an open mind about it. But at the same time, being here and noticing, like listening to Joe Rogan and, and listening about these things have opened my eyes. Because before, to be honest with you, if I listened to this podcast earlier, being in Russia, mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, cool. Like uh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What he says, like I agree. No, I. Th that's interesting because I want to. I want to talk about this. We were we were meeting in the coffee uh, shop at mm -hmm. the, you know, around the corner from the UCB studio, um, before taping, and like we were like, well, we're all like hard bitches. Like you're from <laughs> Russia, Sarah's from Texas. I'm from I'm from the trailer parks of Florida, and Ooh, so it's like. Dirty. <laughs> the dirt the absolute i'm from the lightning capital of not just florida the entire planet earth <laughs> the city where i grew up lakeland florida has the most lightning strikes what? anywhere that oh, is absolutely that true a metaphor cool. for something. no no yeah, for is, a second there i did yeah. too that is the it is the most lightning prone place so really you guys uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> god despises lakeland florida and wow. for good reason because it sucks there so it takes a lot to get through <laughs> to this crew and i i appreciate that um but xenia mm -hmm. you're from russia so like how long have you lived in this country in this country for like this is my fourth year wow so so <laughs> thank you long, yeah. so long yeah. enough to kind of get the rhythm but still pretty closely connected to like where mm, you're from not really because i i left i i've been studying abroad for a while so I've, i've been traveling a lot i used to live in england for a while okay. and canada so i'm not really your typical russian who just gotcha. came here directly from there but okay but but, uh, but you grew up in like in like putin's russia and yeah <laughs> and like the the image that that americans have of 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 like russian society is like people driving down the road And a meteor streaks across the sky and blows up, and oh, oh nobody God, pays it's attention. That, it's <laughs> it's that like, YouTube video that you saw, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that YouTube video where like a, a fucking rock from outer space blows up, and people are like, "Well, I have to get to work." Hey, you know, things shit happens. Yeah, you just gotta keep so, going. So, do you find that you could get outraged by a podcast? Do you find that 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 is something that would permeate to you? Because a lot of people don't like Joe Rogan at all. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like you said, I feel very, like, I had to go through a lot of uh, acceptance of who I am being here as well, and I did have a lot of, uh, I'm all, like you said, I'm also very thick-skinned, so it's really yeah. hard for me to get really, really upset about it unless somebody is being physically abused in front of me and i see that this is happening or somebody's being like a know. rape in front of you like yeah. a rape in front of me yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't stand there writing about it um <laughs> write a poem a i would just about it. kick that person in the, exactly. in the balls exactly. uh, but no but i uh, yes there are certain themes definitely of being i i felt i felt very like you know what you just said about the beer bottle being thrown at your head i i just that makes me not only outraged i just become emotional talking about it It just it's something that should not be a part of a common like it should not be talked about lightly it should not be yeah. something that you 
just kind of accept as part of your yeah this is who i am so this would happen to me it shouldn't be this way it shouldn't it, it shouldn't be but it, but you have to like you once, have to once though. it happens to you you have to be like well i lived through this you can't dwell on it I, i've been through a, a experience in england which is really like not psychologically damaged me and kind of made me stronger at the same time which was like i've experienced an attack uh, from a uh it was a security guard at the one of the london nightclubs and um after that i had to go through an experience of just kind of not blocking it but accepting it as part yeah. of my life and it, now i look at it differently because if i don't i'll become a victim thinking about it that way but Again, only by I, after I came here, I realized that I can talk about it and it's okay to not feel guilty about it or to not feel like I did something wrong to deserve this because for the longest time it was like, okay, well, you shouldn't have dressed that way. You shouldn't have, yeah, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. To answer your question, listening to this, I, there's still, there's a pinch in me that goes like, no, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it should be obvious. It should be an obvious thing to you to not allow you know these conversations to be lightly taken and to be like no this is not how you treat women this yeah. or anybody anybody so you know and I, i'm so sorry that you had to go through that um i've had i've heard that story a lot on this podcast I'm and sure. it comes up it comes up in in like unusual in unusual context um you know we had a discussion about kill bill and it came up there and and now about rogan um and you know, it contextualizes that we're talking about stuff from pop culture, and mm -hmm. we're not we're not talking about things that are like your real life. So I I, I try to keep like a certain like measurement uh, to this. Sure. Um. So about the about the show though, like you've had a life and you've had you've had things that you've had to live through, and we're talking about basically a silly podcast, and you listen to it. Yeah. And other than like the two things that we mentioned, the Norman Mailer thing. And then the Hell's Angels thing. It's pretty much a pretty broy discussion about Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> a pretty broy subject. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. so it, it's like a nice little bro turducken. But it's I, I didn't think it, other than those two moments that probably amounted to about maybe four minutes out of the entire episode. Even though Joe would not leave that last bit alone, he did not understand the criticism. He did not. And would just continue <laughs> to ask why why it was a big deal. Um, but other than that, like, what was what was your impression of the episode that that you heard? Uh, it was it was mostly two guys talking about the the dudes that were like you know badass and at the same time yeah the, the dudes that they have posters of right yeah, yeah yeah and it was like oh my god did he do that yeah and then they talk about Muhammad Ali and they were like you know he got the gloves uh, Hunter S Thompson got the gloves for his. For right. his kid and then so that was my impression it was mostly it was very external kind of you know bro-y kind of discussion between the two but like hardly like controversial yeah i i, I yeah. appreciated that it at least they talk because i you know growing up hearing about hunter s thompson or learning about him in school all we heard about was the gonzo stuff that he oh, really? inserted himself i mean that's i mean in my oh yeah school. yeah yeah no i and like same thing like i grew up with like the literary bros that wanted to be Hunter Thompson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and at least, at least, uh, it kind of, I it grounded him and his persona. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting too. But I, I think what I'm getting at though is that you know Rogan has has an has an image, and it wasn't really borne out by this episode. So Sarah, you've you've heard a lot of Rogan. Mm -hmm. So give us an idea about what the complaints have been. 
of other people's complaints. Other people's complaints. Yeah. I generally don't. I mean, I I listen to them, and I, I like if say I have a meeting with like a writer, an artist, or or yeah. anything, anybody kind of high profile. I always listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because I know he's a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he, he gets, was a and he was a he was very broy, and they had a very broy conversation. But it was a it was a solid interview. Yeah, I mean, it's thoughtful. I would say he's he still has depth. For you know, like he he gets deep, he thinks, he reflects. I I mean I I agree that he kind of maybe skews on the side of like overly libertarian to the point of maybe being insensitive to to groups that he can never relate to. Yeah, as mm-hmm. a cisgender male, a cis you know. Um, but overall, uh, I think people just take issue with the fact that he it doesn't really subscribe to kind of the new like mores right Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of i mean what you have a few examples right i do i do actually (laughs) that how how media savvy of you to recognize that i was leading in a direction yes i do i do have some uh i do have a clip here of joe rogan talking about a subject very very close to me with a person that i despise talking about something that affects neither of them in any way shape or form and they have no expertise whatsoever on. So we're going to play a clip of Joe Rogan talking about transgender people with motherfucking Ben Shapiro. Here it comes. Well, I mean, it is highly linked to suicidality. There's a 40% lifetime suicide rate for people who have this particular gender disorder. That seems to me not to be like a great positive. Whether or not they transition. Yeah. Whether or not they transition. Yeah. I mean, and again, I don't care diminish. if you transition, do what you want to do. But but right. the idea that, that we as an entire society have to redefine what sex is and we have to blind ourselves to what biology is, this is something I'm not willing to do. I, I think that it's actually damaging to kids, particularly. I'm more than willing to call her a she, and change, but I, you can only change your name once. I'm willing to call Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not willing okay. to call Caitlyn Jenner a she. Oh. Because you can't change your sex. You can change your name. Right. You can change your name to whatever you want. I don't care. But you, you, you can't. She, Caitlyn Jenner is not a chicken. Caitlyn Jenner is not a woman. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is a man, a biological man. And if a man lost his penis and and you know in a, in a tragic accident, it wouldn't make him a woman. And if he were born with high doses of estrogen in his bloodstream, he would also not be a woman. Right. right? You're you're determined by your chromosomes. And this is not even talking about intersex people. Like intersex is an actual status. Intersex is a biological status. But this nonsense that if you Joe Rogan decide tomorrow that you are a woman, no surgeries. No homeowner, no homeowner, nothing. You just, tomorrow, you wake up, and not, not decide, but you feel like a woman. Then you have always been a woman. We must treat you as a woman. Yeah. You don't have to change anything about yourself for us to even determine whether you're a woman. We just, like, no. I'm sorry, no. I mean, like, I had mental illness. I, I, had, a, I had a grandfather. I, got, I get so much shit for this. I, I, but I had a, this is not me being unsympathetic to people who suffer from a condition that is really tragic and, and obviously harms people, you know, in terms of, the, again, the rates of suicide and depression are astounding. My, my grandfather was a, was a bipolar schizophrenic, and it would have not been good for him or my family if people had said to him, Nate, you're right, the radio is talking to you. Nate, you're right, the curtains are talking to you. He went. They put him in a mental hospital, they gave him lithium, and then he was better, and he could actually live a normal, relatively happy life. There's no good treatment for gender identity disorder, gender dysphoria, whatever you want to call it, but to suggest that it is a, a condition that doesn't require treatment, that really it's just that you're actually brain female... Again, this is ascientific. There's no scientific evidence to back this whatsoever. Well, it's How also one of the you? rare times where you're allowed to celebrate classic definitions of female beauty when a man embraces them when he becomes a woman. Lipstick, high heels, short skirt. This right. is like Caitlyn not Jenner sexist. Was, Caitlyn Jenner was only a woman when Caitlyn Jenner was on the cover of Vanity Fair in a bustier. Right. 
right? Yeah. But if, if he had just said, listen, I look exactly the same as I did yesterday, but I'm a woman. Yeah, if he got a short haircut and dressed like Billie Jean King. Okay, so we just heard a clip of Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan talking and chuckling about uh, transgender people, specifically Caitlyn Jenner. Um, you know, I heard that. I, I heard the entire episode about Hunter S. Thompson. I'd never heard Joe Rogan, and my only experience of Joe Rogan prior to that was his reputation and, like I said, his, his appearances on Fear Factor. And I was kind of underwhelmed uh, by the whole thing. I thought, Tempest in a teapot. And then I heard that, and I wanted to choke a bitch. I really did. I, for one thing, Ben Shapiro fucking sucks on ice. I, 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 I don't mind saying that at all. Uh, Joe offered some mealy mouth defense of Ch Caitlyn Jenner's gender identity there, talking about, well, I'm okay with calling her a she, um, and then Ben disagreeing, and then Joe chuckling. Anyway, you've heard the entire clip. Um, as much as I can get through it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm not going to pontificate too long on this. Uh, I, obviously, this subject hits me closer than anyone else in this room. Uh, a lot of my uh, trans friends do, uh, and I have too. Uh, we've talked about suicide. It's, it's a hard road. And the last thing I want is a couple of straight cis men chuckling about it on a podcast. All right. So, Zenya, you were visibly uncomfortable when I played that. Give us I your was. thoughts. I, I think it's, it's uh, the whole part about how could you not redefine gender if you're a part of this society? And and talking about it, like you said, firsthand, like they had no experience of talking about and you can it's absolutely he's absolutely i agree it's a free country it's a free you know you, you, choice you, you can, can think whatever you want you can right. think whatever i'm not going to convince ben shapiro of my gender identity i, I don't intend to. exactly and there's there's no you know nobody says that you 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 can't be doing this or you can't be thinking that or you can't be expressing this but at the same time having an understanding that if somebody's different from who you are in in a, in a way that they think or they they see themselves or they they want to live their life it does not give you permission to make fun of that person it doesn't give you a permission to you, you can say i don't understand this you can come and you say you know i i'm not quite sure i understand what that is how do you feel about this you can ask kettle jenner you can ask yeah. anybody who went through this experience to be like what makes you what 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 makes you want to um, go through this experience what what have you experienced and when you have the entire understanding and compassion because i'm sorry i get very passionate <laughs> compassion go for it if you get, if you understand with compassion, you don't have to like it. You don't have to, you don't have to agree with it, but you have to respect it because it's, it's, it's another human being in front of you who is choosing to live their life this way. They're choosing to, and they're, they're not even choosing to, they, they, they're, they're faced with uh, this challenge in their lives to be, to be want to be accepted for who yeah. they are for who they are basically it's nothing it has nothing to it's like you know we had this conversation um recently with a friend of mine they were talking about uh somebody who came up to them and they said like you know but they they choose to be gay <laughs> and then so my my friend goes like can i ask you a question when did you choose to be straight and they go like, "What?" I was like, "No, no, but you, you yeah, it's a choice, yeah. obviously. When did you choose? I was born that way. Ah, oh, right. Oh, well, you know." <laughs> so, so this discussion is going to go in a direction that that we'll get to in a minute about whether or not we should feed the trolls. Ben Shapiro is a famous internet troll. Um, 
But Sarah, have you heard Joe talk about that sort of thing in your experience before? <clears throat> no, actually, I really haven't. I mean, he talk, you know, he talks about so many things. He talks, he, right, he, I mean, right. You know, it's like hours long. So, I mean, I, the truth is, and I, I don't even know if we talked about this prior to. So when I joined the Guild in 2010, when I got my first writing job, um, when I received the paperwork, mm-hmm. it, the for gender, it said male, female, and transgender. Right. And I actually put transgender because I, in my mind, I was like, well, I transcend gender, and I... I do identify, I mean, the truth is, I mean, we're not going to get into my strap-on and everything, but, or pegging, right? If we you want okay. to. <laughs> I mean, this, the, the discussion Every, goes wherever okay. it goes. Well, Absolutely. Whatever you're comfortable because, with. I mean, today I would say maybe I, I say non-binary femme. Okay. Just because it's, you know, I don't have the wherewithal. I, I have so much respect for for presenting. Yeah. Like there, I think there's just such a, yeah, like there's so, it's such an isolating feeling to feel different on the inside than how you present mm-hmm. to the world and and for the world to always you know I grew up in a very traditional Persian culture yeah, where my mother sure. would be like sit like I remember I was like six and I'd be sprawled out at like our friend's house she'd be like sit like a lady like basically oh, saying be less sit like a lady yep. you know and just that constant double standard um because I in my mind I was Zach Morris if you know what that is and like, <laughs> I get that and except then I was, was I was uh Kelly Kapowski, but no, I understand completely. It's yeah. crazy, and um, like I, I think that <clears throat> what was I just gonna say about that? About oh, it was an, until it wasn't until I was here that I really understood how I came across. Like I, the first time I had a general at Happy Madison, and this exec was like, oh, and I love to help people of color, women of color. I was like, women of color? Like I, I didn't even understand that, you know. So I think that like it, it is like Joe and Ben do have this beautiful uh they don't understand that it's a privilege i think sometimes yeah exactly you don't don't even know because it's like okay life's great like you come on stage you talk how you are you come across like that's the thing with us i feel like with our stand-up it's like beyond being able to like you know they say they're raw raw comics and ha-ha comics yeah sure deep down i definitely feel like i'm more of a raw raw like i want to share opinions i want to talk about things but it's like Everyone's like, oh, but talk about how you're a Persian from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> your bio, your bio. Because it's more understandable. Yeah. Well, at least, yeah, you almost have, there's a lot of setup. And I think that they have the privilege of like, it, that's why it's so hard to hear that. Right. Is that it's like, here are two dudes who just like wake up, put Let's on their the pants. Game. Yeah, exactly. They, are, they present how they, like, how they feel on the inside is how they look. Mm-hmm. So it's just, Absolutely. that's such a gift that they don't get, you know? And it's like for... For Ben to like spout out the stats, like I guess he's scared that some parents are gonna let so- a son wear a dress and then what? Like, what is his concern? He's just such a like. Look, he's monetized his annoying bravado. So good for him. Yeah, and and Sarah, I apologize. As a trans person, I should know better than to not ask about pronouns prior to appearing on. I I'm learning too. This is I'm I've only been out. I've only transitioned three years ago, so I'm learning this stuff as I go along. I I make no um, I make no. Oh, I appreciate it, but I you know I'm not wearing a soft pack or anything. Or no, a but like, today. but I mean, <laughs> I mean we're here we're here at the August Institution of Inst- of Upright Citizens Brigade where they ask you your your pronouns the first day of class. So I should have done likewise, and I apologize oh, no, for that. No, please. Um, <laughs> and to my trans audience out there, I apologize for for that little stumble. I have I I have some friends in the community, but you know I think I think that's fascinating. I was not expecting that response, so thank you so much. <laughs> uh, 
and this is one of the reasons why I love this show is that it, it really goes in directions that that um, that I'm not anticipating, even though I'm such a control freak. I'm sure that's why I was so drawn to respond. You know, I mean, that's why I wanted to do this. I have so much respect for people that go through the transition because I think it's, it's yeah such a big choice to make in the first it place. Is. Like, I haven't renewed my driver's license. Don't tell LAPD, but like, it's a <laughs> it's like the errand of a lifetime. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. I think California is one of the states where you can identify non-binary on your on your license. Oh, really? I, I believe. <laughs> I mean, oh, really? That's, why that's I, awesome. I, it's I, a lack of wherewithal. Not I. I I think Oregon and and maybe California, you can identify as non-binary oh, on cool. your license. Um, I could be wrong about that. Uh, as as a binary trans, it hasn't really been in my purview, but um, check it out. You may be surprised. It'd be so cool if we could all just be purple eunuchs. Yeah, we <laughs> all could just we we all could be. And like, all right. So, so the, my thought on this was that I have I have no skin in the game with Joe Rogan whatsoever. I, I heard his podcast even before he brought, even before I found that Ben Shapiro, uh, I had no real intention of listening to it again. It was fine. I, I, I was under the awareness that there was probably stuff I, I wasn't aware of that sucked. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just based on the guests that we happened to listen to, I was like, all right, I, I accidentally picked a really innocuous person. It's hard when like someone you, someone you appreciate artistically is, is shitty toward you specifically and Sarah how you you're the Rogan fan how does how does that feel as a Rogan fan hearing him shit on this well to be fair I'd say he like held space for Ben to shit he held space for Ben but like the chuckling though he definitely enabled I'll say that I'll give give you that and (laughs) and like I was looking for the clip and I got I got too my hands were shaking too much to find it uh at some point they switch the topic to Laverne Cox and um, Ben goes off on his Ben way and talks about Laverne in very terrible ways. And then I don't know if Rogan does this out of like just sheer ignorance or because Ben is talking and it's easy to kind of get into that headspace. But he starts referring to starts misgendering Laverne Cox Starts referring uh, to. Yeah. And it it's even it's even harder to take because Caitlyn Jenner because Caitlyn Jenner definitely deserves her respect as a woman, but she's also an objectively shitty person. Manslaughter conviction got out of it because, you know, is a wealthy person. Caitlyn Jenner is a person that I respect her choices as a trans person, but that's it. So having someone shit on Caitlyn Jenner is, is kind of a bittersweet experience. Uh. Someone shit on Laverne Cox, one of my one of my heroes, and from the show that you were on, uh, Xenia. Yeah. Yeah. D- did you meet her? Was she no, on I haven't episode? actually. No, we we shot her. It was a Russian flashback episode. Okay, so, so you were not even part of I wish. Like, the regular. You know, it's so funny as Genji's camp reached out through because they on the, in the guild they like looked up people that are trans. And oh, really? They were so disappointed that I didn't present as like. Oh my goodness. <gasps> mailed. I think. I. I mean. I. It's funny because I have my own feelings. I mean, I don't know if it's like. I to me. I think it's such a hard experience. Yeah. I, I have envy. I have such penis envy that, like, I think, I think <laughs> MTF is like so hot. Like, I'm like, that, that's that's um, my own personal. That's me. Hey, that's me just having like a sad ghost dick. I, I don't. I have a ghost dick, and I'm insecure about its size. I, I'm, I'm always happy to meet a fan. Believe me, <laughs> no problem hey. with that. I think with as in regards to them and and the how did it make me feel? I think it's like um have you ever heard trust fund babies like? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, th- when they talk about like 
a homeless person or they'll like they kind of like dehumanize poor people or something like that like it's that same level of ignorance where i'm just like they just don't get it like yeah it's kind of like I just see them as an antiquated person with like a paradigm that's just outdated to me. So I, I feel lucky to have that level of nuance and I definitely want to seek more community like that, you know. Well, I'm here and, and I bring all of the gay with me. So you guys are, <laughs> welcome, to, you guys are welcome to join. I'm here to queer the fuck out of the L.A. comedy scene. It needs it. Yes. Um, all right, Xenia. Yes. So... You had an opinion of Joe Rogan was not necessarily complimentary, and now you've heard this stuff. I, now that I've heard this, it's just yeah, it's became even less complimentary. It became even less complimentary. Um, but it's like it's like yeah, it's it's interesting again from everything you said. It's like you know when you talked about um, Kendall Jenner, and you said it's just not like a nice person. Yeah. Person is the word. Yeah, yes. it's exactly. the key word in all of these discussions. You know the gender, the it's yeah, it's the it's. It's a big part of it. It's it's to understand it and to understand how it functions in the society. But at the same time, person, person. should be the first yeah. word coming yes. out of anyone's lips. Seriously, we're all just like human beings on this rock. I mean, why do we want to make it harder on each other? Exactly. On it's, either end, you know, like yeah. live and let live. All the commentary. Ben's commentary was just so unnecessary. Ben, I mean, Ben is unnecessary. Um, there, there was. In the past, like month or so, in New York City, and, and I'm still connected with the New York community, there was a there was a large controversy because Milo Yiannopoulos uh, was booked at the Creek in the Cave, which is a comedy small comedy club in New York City, and uh, which is managed by a woman, and had previously been like a queer friendly space. Like the Creek had, you know, had like mics and were run by queer people. And then they have Milo Yiannopoulos going on the Legion of Skanks podcast, and there was a huge controversy in New York, and it sort of split like a lot of my friends down the middle. Mm. And I specifically like removed myself from that discussion, um, not just because I'm I'm in LA now, but because on the one hand I despise Milo Yiannopoulos; he has said equally as shitty things about trans people as uh, as Ben Shapiro has, and even though he's a gay man, he gets no pass for that. Um. But on the other hand, I don't want to tell the creek who they can book. So, um, mm -hmm. because they're there to make money. They, I mean, they, they booked me probably 40 times. So, like, why would I, why would I, you know, tell them they're not woke when I'm on stage being just queer as a $3 bill <laughs> uh, several times? So, it's a complicated thing for me, um... And I get that. I, I don't want to cancel people. I, I, I don't believe in that. I don't yeah. believe that. Uh, I don't believe that ben, even Ben Shapiro has the right to speak and be as ignorant as he can. I was just going to say, because regardless, we have to learn for the experience that, you know, society has to, you have to have. You can't just silence one side and yeah. just highlight the other because we do need that. We do need, we need it because we're well, talking about it right now. We don't now. necessarily need Ben Shapiro's yeah. opinion on anything, <laughs> but well, but we need to be strong enough to be able to voice our opinions yeah. over Ben Shapiro's and have them be cogent. And I think that in a room with a, with a trans female, a, a non-binary comic and, and, and a Russian woman that, you know, we can, <laughs> we can all have our opinions made in America. We can all, we can all be heard here. Before I move on to the next thing, I do want to I do want to address one thing really quick, just to like just to just for my own self serving purposes, because Sarah, you were mentioning about the guild and trans people. I have been mentioned on the WGA staffing boost uh, hashtag about five times. I am still not in the guild, so please keep it up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, 
Because I am trans as motherfucking hell, and I would love to be on whatever list you're talking about, uh, Sarah. It would yay. benefit my career. Um, but I'm already rich, so whatever. Anyway. Oh, uh, Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm the worst. I, I, I went from a rich white dude to a rich white woman it's not like it's not like i'm suffering at any point other, other than just the money yes it's the great equalizer Cheers. i'm i'm not complaining about my life i try to keep that in mind trans black trans women of color were, were murdered uh in record numbers in the in the month of june and pride month and um it's heartbreaking i it's heartbreaking and i i'm in a nice bubble i i live in new york and la and i have you know i have like race armor and i have you know class armor and and i could i could probably come off across just as clueless as ben shapiro does on a lot of things because i have that but again with curiosity right like this yeah. is what i'm the same way i'm learning so much by being in la and learn and again thank you so much for inviting me to come because i i i want to learn about this i want to understand and see different perspectives because otherwise i don't have an opinion i can't have an opinion i don't want to write off write off joe uh in my in my searchings uh through his clips um what i was originally searching for was his conspiracy theory stuff um because I heard that he was a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, and I heard that he denied the moon landing. And I was ready to, like, bust it wide open, like, this guy's an idiot. And then I found a clip from, like, this past January where he's like, you know what? Actually, the moon landing did happen. I was being an idiot. So if Joe can come around on the moon landing, I think he can – I have hope that he can come around on not chuckling about transgender identity. Right. I feel like – I feel like there's maybe some hope in that, and I was gonna play that clip, but we've we've had such a lively discussion that <laughs> that um, that I, I ended up blowing right past my cue. You know, he hosted a game show where people ate bugs, and then he once ate a bug himself. Just remember that that guy that was chuckling through all of that, he ate a bug on TV. So just <laughs> hopefully that like will will uh, maybe abrogate your 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 rage at him a little bit, because you know who who cares what he thinks. Um, I'm sure he means well. I'm right? sure he means well. I, you know, it, like I said, if he can come around on the moon landing, I think he can come around on trans people. I hope. Joe, if you're yeah. listening, please come around. Xenia, uh, your final thoughts on Joe Rogan. And the one thing I like to talk about uh, in the final summation is if hearing Joe has given you any uh, greater understanding of men in general. So what do you think about that? It's like I said, it's... Um my impression of him is, especially being in this culture, it makes you a little bit desensitized about certain. Well, I think the thing that why Joe is so popular is that he he's actually indicative of, of a lot of American men. Like he actually. Um, he actually a lot of guys think like that. Even if they don't talk about it, a lot of guys do. At least he was trying to have a historical reference. And I think Ben just went ben so just, just hard that uh it was almost like i i mean not to i'm being a very big apologist because he was nice to me at the well, comedy store yesterday you, you, but you are the apologist <laughs> but yeah exactly i'm really on the nose about it but i think that joe in a way you know what you laugh sometimes like when your friend bad mouths another friend suddenly you just like laugh out loud because you're like wow yeah. this is so brash yeah so yeah, I, I think i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he was just kind of like humoring his guest and laughing at how hardcore and hard Ben went at the trans community. Kind of like Billy Bush on that famous bus <laughs> with Trump 
grab the pussy combo. Grab the pussy conversation, <laughs> chuckling. And yep. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's not a defense, but it but it is it is a mitigation, I suppose. All right, Sarah. Uh, same question to you. Does does this give you any greater understanding of of men, or are you just as skeptical as ever? I mean, I still do really deeply wish I were a man. <laughs> just like I could snap my fingers. Hey, but... like it's not a snap of the fingers. It, it's a process, but it does. Well, the exist. technology is not good. No, for the neophallus. No, the neo. No, and that is <laughs> you have to like pump it. It's not sexy to have to pump it hard. It, it, it is. It's the weird. Yeah, it's the weird. And will thing. I ever have like cool veins? I don't think I'll ever have cool cock veins. Sorry. No. Back to the topic. I mean, look, I think Joe means well. I like that he's like a connector. I appreciate someone that can as is at least trying to come from a place of logic. I think that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's so hard to be objective uh, as a human being. So if you're trying and you're trying to hear everyone yeah. out, at least you're holding space and thinking. He's, so he's I think he's like an advocate for what he is. I think he's like the best of his kind. How's that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I guess this like, this, yeah, this, so this subject is just as complicated for me as as, mm -hmm. as it is for anyone else. Mm -hmm. I I I appreciate my own ability to, to speak freely. I use it. I as much as I hate Ben Shapiro and I'm as much as I'm angry at Joe uh, for that particular clip. I can't silence them. And it, it and does remind me of one other. Sorry, I have a lot of friends that are Orthodox Jews, yeah. and so like they grew up not religious, and then they got religious, right? So right. their parents named them like normal names. So I have a friend who like demands that his family call him by his Hebrew name, and they always forget. So it's like I think sometimes if we can like, for our on our end, you know, if we can like try to not take ourselves as seriously too, I think maybe people won't like be so tempted to mock, right? Yeah. Like if we can just like yeah. take ourselves like lightly. Then I mm -hmm. think that everything will ease, like the tension will ease a little. Yeah, opening up to to other people's perspectives, and also at the same time understanding where they're coming from. And if they're doing it out of pure hatred, and you know, and they defend that hatred because it should be a part of the norm, that means that they don't have enough, you know, insight into the world. Like I said, I'm learning so much by listening to you guys because oh. there's a lot that I'm missing too, and there's a lot of things I'm learning in my perception of this. Like you asked me about Jorogan. I've heard a lot of things that triggered me, but at the same time, I can't, I, I'm not in that position. I'm not a person who experienced this firsthand. I had my own experiences. But again, talking about humanity, we all experience this on one or the other level. It doesn't matter which gender you are. You can understand what what it means to be an outsider or to yeah. fight for your cause. It's always like, it doesn't matter until it's your kid. Yeah. It, you know, yeah, or yeah. It, it doesn't matter until you've been in that situation. Right. So it's, yeah. I, 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 we're not going to solve this discussion, unfortunately, today. Why not? I think. We're close. <laughs> Guys, we're getting close. Let's we're, do it. We're about ready to bust it wide open. I love this discussion <laughs> so much. I am so pleasantly surprised how this episode turned out. I was worried when I heard this episode. I was like, this is not a big fucking deal. This episode is going to be 20 minutes long. But we could go on all afternoon, but we do have to wrap it up. And for that, I am very sorry. But Zenia, please uh, let everyone know where they can find you. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the things I was going to mention, first of all, where they can find me in general. In uh, social media, oh, what yeah. you're working on, that sort of thing. Yeah, we're actually finishing our crowd uh, crowdfunding campaign on Seed and Spark for the series I'm producing, which is a female-based badass comedy called Gritty and Pretty. So where we were almost funded, we just need we just need a little more support and push. 
And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Xenia LeBlanc. And um, yeah, and Gritty and Pretty series. Check it out. It's really fun. We have fantastic cast. We have a fantastic story. It's about boxing and friendship and kissing and punching and <laughs> and everything else and uncensored and amazing. So yes, and and go. and this this episode is scheduled to broadcast on the tenth of July, which is right which is right before the end of your GoFundMe. So guys, if you hear this, head on over there and uh, get. Get uh, to get to Zenia's site and and support her. I'm, I'm sure she could use the help, and Please. she's an awesome, awesome lady, and I'm so happy. Me too. Uh, Thank that you. You came on. Uh, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Just Xenia LeBlanc. That's it. Wonderful. Twitter, same. And and Sarah, oh my God, thank you so much. What a what a fucking trainee gift you gave me today. I love it. And yes, I can say that I'm in the community. Um, I really shouldn't talk. I was I said something so shitty while we were on we were on a break. I I'm a I'm a bad gay. Uh, anyway, so um, you're taking back the phrases. I'm taking Whatever. back the you're phrases. You're subverting I'm, the shit. All right. Uh, Sarah, let everyone know where they can find you on social media and otherwise. Uh, well, I have a, I'm performing at the Laugh Factory July 23rd. So anybody that wants to come to that, it's a Tuesday night. And uh, Instagram, S, off commie. I, I don't know if it'll be on the pod. A, F, like Frank, K, A, N, like Michael, I, uh, on Instagram. And it's around that, like for Twitter, too. And- and, and I'll have all of that information, uh, you know, when we go up live on on um, on our own posts, so they can find you there as well. Awesome. Uh, and as always, uh, my name is Gina Bloom. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J E E N A B L O O M, and on Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture, uh, right here on the More Banana Network. Um, I usually sign this off with a with an ironic quote from whatever we were talking about. Ben Shapiro pissed me off so much that I cannot even <laughs> do that. Um, so I'm just going to be earnest, I guess, for once in my life, and just say that hey, it's life is complicated. People say shitty things. There's I don't know if Joe Rogan's going to come around on this subject like he did with the fucking moon landing, but we can always hold out hope that. That the that the guys who are almost there, like Joe, come around, and the guys like Ben Shapiro, who are nowhere close, die young. And that is all we have for today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much.